When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Ohio State Buckeyes Draft Headquarters. We have a great Buckeye talk for you today, and we're going to get right to it. Doug Maurice, Bill Andis, Ari Wasserman. We are going to have... The Urban Meyer era Ohio State draft. We have a big board on the TV in Ari's apartment. Every starting player from Urban Meyer's five years at Ohio State. They are on the board. Bill, Ari, and I are going to have a draft where we draft a team of 22 players, 11 starters each side of the ball. You will hear that in real time. We have not done it yet. You will hear us in the order we pick these players. There's going to be a lot of strategy here, but the idea here is to give you a sense of the Urban Meyer era. And we want to do some draft stuff without getting bogged down in where Curtis Samuel is going to get picked in the actual NFL draft on Thursday. Yeah. So we're fired up, right? I was doing research. I made a spreadsheet. I am prioritizing positions based on depth. I'm ready to go. There's there's interesting strategy here because like there are positions where there are great players, but there's so many great players. You're not there's not as much of an imperative to pick a guy at that spot, and then there's some other ones where there's some really good players, but there's clearly some guys who stand out. So you will hear us discuss this as we go. Um, when we're done at cleveland.com/osu, we will have a, a post that lists our three teams, and then you guys can vote on who has the best team. And here's how we're going to go in order. We're going to go. The same order in every round, just like in the real NFL draft. Um, Bill's going to pick first because he's still the newest guy on the beat. Ari's going to pick second, and I'm going to pick third because I'm the old guy. Ari, how excited are you? I'm nervous. I'm I like know exactly how I'm going to approach this, and I don't think it's going to be popular, and I think I'm going to lose even though I disagree with the people who think I lost. I'm already to that point. We haven't even started <laughs> you? You're having imaginary arguments yeah. with readers about your <laughs> yeah. team that doesn't exist. Yes. And when we're, when we're done, we will have a supplemental draft of fast food items. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, Maybe I, not. Fast forward to – because I'm, no, I'm into that. <laughs> Didn't yeah. we talk about that on the last one, like building your perfect fast food meal? Or we yeah. just talk about that after we stopped recording? No, let's, let's, get, let's get this dumb draft over with so we can talk about the food. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to do it. Um, yeah, and so get ready for a draft, people. We know everybody's in the draft nude, and so we're going to do it. Bill Landis – you are on the clock. Okay, so here's what I'm doing. And I said it a little bit at the beginning. I'm taking the positions that I think lack most depth. So maybe this guy is not the first name that would jump to your head when you're drafting. From every possible Urban Meyer player from 2012 on, I'm taking Michael Thomas, number one. Because the receiver depth behind him is terrible. He's the only bona fide wow. NFL receiver that Urban Meyer's had in his entire time here. I disagree completely. That's fine. 
You can I, tell me why I'm later. surprised by that pick. I am completely I am stunned by, that, by pick. that pick. I don't fear getting a worse player at any other position other than receiver. Because we're drafting, we should say, we're breaking down receivers. We're drafting two outside receivers and we're drafting an H. Tell me an outside receiver who's better than Michael Thomas when the gap isn't so large between Thomas and the next guy. Devin Smith was Devin really Smith. good. I disagree. I think Devin Smith did one thing really well. He was a good deep ball receiver. He hasn't been – and the hard part for this is, like, taking into consideration what they've done as pro players. Michael Thomas was awesome in his first year in the NFL. Granted, he played with Drew Brees. He was on a good offense. Devin Smith played for the Jets. The Jets are terrible. Devin Smith has not been anything in the NFL. And I think he was an okay like, player at Ohio State. I don't think he was as good as Michael Thomas. I don't think I'm like, honestly, if you would have given me 10 guesses at your first pick in the draft, I wouldn't have gotten that. So That's fine. How much should we, can take, should we take NFL success into consideration here? I didn't make the pick because Michael Thomas was a good NFL rookie. I made the pick because I thought he, was, he, he is the best receiver Urban Meyer has had. And I don't think it's that close. I think Devin Smith was a good college player, like I said. And was a really good deep ball guy. He did it better than anyone else in Ohio State has done it in Urban Meyer's tenure here. But Michael Thomas is a complete receiver, and he sort of validated that in the NFL after the fact. But if you told me, pick the receiver you think is the best under Urban Meyer, it's Michael Thomas in my head. And there's a gap between him and the next guy that made me think receiver is a position you should prioritize. Okay. All right. All right, you're up. Braxton Miller, number one quarterback. I thought he was by far the most dominant player maybe outside of Joey Bosa at any position. And I know that there's only three quarterbacks who are all going to get a good one because we're taking them at the height of their careers. But Braxton Miller, healthy at the height of his in, on a college team, I thought was the entire reason they went undefeated by himself in 2012 when Urban Meyer himself was called a pretty marginal team. I just think that he was the most dynamic offensive player that's played at Ohio State in the last five years, and I want him as my quarterback. And I think that the reason why I, this was the battle I was having in my head because you guys are both looking at me like I'm an idiot. No, 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 no I don't no, think no. you're. I, I actually no, I, I I'm not. But like, if we get all. them at the height of their health and their talent, that I mean, just go back and watch the Braxton Miller highlights from a quarterback if you want to remind yourself of like what that guy was. And I think that there's a lot of depth at a lot of positions, but the one thing that we really haven't seen is Urban Meyer's offense to its full potential with a weapon like that also at quarterback. We saw him in Urban Meyer's offense, but we never saw him as the mo- in the most evolved version of the offense. I would have loved to see Braxton Miller as Ohio State's quarterback in 14 with all the weapons and everything they had. I just think he's the best player. I think there are parts of what he does that he doesn't do. He doesn't run the zone read great. He's a great dynamic runner himself. Running the offense... He's not as good as JT Barrett at his height at his height of running the offense, but if you you're we're putting him on an all-star team of the best Ohio State players, and he's gonna just like take the snap and like run in the circle and run 70 yards like every third play. So I'll buy it. I do not argue with that at all. Okay, because I mean, I mean, like, 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 the like, best available player, and like he is I I don't think anybody would disagree with you that he's the best player that's the only thing that I'm worried about offensive anyway is the fact that I don't think either of you guys are gonna prioritize him. And it's not. like I would have been able to maybe get somebody else and then draft him in the third round. But, like, I wanted to make a point of how I felt about him, yeah. and I thought that's part of the point of the podcast. Well, that's the point, too. Well, but the point is, if I if you wouldn't have picked him and I would have picked him, you would have been like, oh! Right? Yeah, 100%. So I just wanted guy. him on my team because that's okay. the point I wanted to make of, like, when I think of best dynamic players, there's two names that come up. I don't want to say the other one. This is the guy who I'm going to pick. Okay, who's your pick? Who's the best player of the Urban Meyer era? Joey Bosa. Is, like, is yeah. there an argument there? No. Yeah. I picked Joey Bosa. 
He's the best player, and when you look at this defensive big board, they have had some good defensive ends. They have four really good defensive ends right now. None of them are Joey Bosa. Like, and, and no. like, it's not close. Now, maybe Nick Bosa will be that. I mean, we don't know that yet. So, I mean, Noah Spence was really good when he was here. Um, Sam Hubbard has been good. Tyquan Lewis was the Big Ten defensive end of the year. I'm taking Joey Bosa without hesitation. Actually, there are two other guys I thought about. We'll see. I, thought, we get the... I thought Bosa was obvious. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of the same rationale I use with Thomas, and, and it's probably a better example because, I mean, Joey Bosa was, like, the best defensive player in the country when he was here, arguably, and Michael Thomas wasn't quite that as a receiver. And even though there's depth, like you said, there's still, I mean, the gap between Bosa and the rest of that group is, is sizable. Um, it's my pick, right? First pick of the second round of billions. Dollar B, you're on the clock. <laughs> I am going to take Zeke Elliott. That's what I would. Um. Yeah, I'm going to take Zeke Elliott. I think he's he might be this. Uh, I think I can convince myself he's a second best player, maybe, of the Urban Meyer era, and maybe the NFL selection is clouding that a little bit for me. He was really special, man. In the last the last three games of that 2014 season were unbelievable. And if we're talking about taking a guy at the height of his talents at Ohio State. I'll take a guy who rushes for 200 yards a game. And I know his offensive line was good and they had a good passing game and compliment him, but he was awesome in that championship run. So I'll take that guy. I think it's a good pick. That's who I was going to take, and now I'm dumbfounded. You were hoping to get... I was hoping to have the them two in the backfield together. Because the interesting thing is there's going to be some things... It hasn't been that long of an era, but Braxton Miller and Ezekiel Elliott never, never really played, played together. together. Yeah. So yeah. you never saw that. So to think about... That combo, and we said Braxton's not great at running the zone read. He never ran it with Ezekiel Elliott. Like we in thirteen, Miller and Hyde were unbelievable. And like right? now, I kind of wanted to take Hyde, but it's like, well, that's not fun because we saw it. <laughs> you know, like we already saw it happen. So um, then, I think I'm going to take the second most dynamic player on the defensive side of the ball now that we have seen. Do you guys guess? Do we guess? Or I just... I think I, I know who you're going to that Go ahead. Malik Hooker. No. Shazier. Shazier. <laughs> so, I guess, like, I guess... I was going to try to design a super offense around Braxton, but since Zeke and my plan went away, and I guess it was stupid to think that he would last two more picks, but now I'm in draft the best player available mode, and Ryan Shazier was an animal. I don't know. I thought you would have taken... Because I, I came... I made this. I made this this uh, spreadsheet with the players on it, and then put my positional priorities on there, and had running back number one, and changed my mind when we came over to do this. So I thought that one of you guys would have taken Elliott in the first round because you knew that I thought running backs were a high priority. You said you changed. I don't know. I feel like running back, no matter what, if you look at the list that we have, someone's going to end up with. You're not going to have a bad running back. It's not about not having a bad one. It's having a great one. Yeah. You, I mean, I think I like your pick better than I would have. I would trade you Shazier for Elliott straight up right now. Oh, that's okay. okay. So, but I'm just saying. So, I just I'm saying I like your pick, but I thought that Shazier was the best player on the board left. All right, so I gave my pick away. I thought they were. I was. If you would pick someone else, I was going to debate between Ryan Shazier and Malik Hooker. Shazier's gone. I'm taking Malik Hooker. Okay. And I think that. Von Bell is a really good safety here. I, I'm a very big Christian Bryant fan. He's a really good safety here. Malik Hooker last year is Malik Hooker. And to this point, we never had Malik Hooker and Joey Bosa on the field together. Yeah. 
So, like, let's combine that pass rusher and that safety, and let's see what happens. They were on the team together, obviously, but, but Malik Hooker only played one year. Yep. And it wasn't with Joey Bosa. It was with Sam Hubbard and Tyquan Lewis. So, that's what I'm doing. That's a hell of a defense. God, I don't know what to do now. I feel like I want to keep building my offense. I feel like I messed up by taking quarterback too soon because now both of you guys don't have the burden of taking one. I mean, it depends on what you want to do. I'm taking Devin Smith. Wow. Okay. Now we're crippled at receiver. (laughs) Good thing I have a quarterback that can run 400 yards in a row. (laughs) I mean, there are some competent receivers on the board. There are some competent receivers. I know it's funny. Um, there have been some really down times at receiver at the beginning of the Urban Meyer era and last year, but in in between it was okay. Yeah. So you got to get that in between. That's a good pick, though. This is a strategic pick. Yeah, your receivers are going to stink. All right, you're up, Swazi. Oh, jeez. Darren Lee. That's a good pick. I thought about taking him. Yeah, I was, I was maybe going to take think him next. There's a couple a couple defensive guys who are worth taking now. I think Lee might be the best of the guys who are available. And I just like like what you were saying with uh, receiver. I think that having Shazier and Lee is a pretty solid one-two punch. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, that's who I was probably going to take. I'm obviously building a defense here. So, um, that throws me off a little bit. I think I'm still going to build a defense though. Okay. Um, I feel a little weird about this pick, but it's position priority. And I think this guy's a really good player, and I think he's definitely the best player at his position group. At a position group that is okay. Can you guys guess who I'm taking? Uh, Taylor Decker. No, I don't want to make these picks. I'm taking Jonathan Hankins. That's what I was going to guess that. I think he's by far the best defensive tackle. And again, he's from almost like the forgotten Urban Meyer era. He wasn't an Urban Meyer recruit. He was here briefly, but he went and was a second-round pick coming out of here. And I thought, again, some of what he did was not in the Urban Meyer era, but Jonathan Hankins, and Ari talks about this play all the time, the woo play. <laughs> Jonathan Hankins is was a really athletic, like sideline-to-sideline, side huge guy who could move defensive tackle. And when we think about the last couple of years of Ohio State football and how we've talked about Urban's keep saying the defensive tackle spot – is probably the number one spot where they're not getting what they need. That's because they don't have a Jonathan Hankins. Okay, first pick of the fourth round. I, I'm going to reach, but I, but, I, but I have to make sure I get this person. Cardell Jones. Because I want the 2014 Ohio State op- 2014 championship Ohio State offense. So you are now have Thomas and Smith at receiver, who were the top two receivers on that team, uh-huh. and the quarterback. And Elliott. He's throwing the deep balls. And, and Elliott. I think it's the perfect combination of passing and running that Urban Meyer has had here. But you just gave Doug a huge break now. No, and then, like JT Barrett's the last quarterback left, and Doug doesn't take him to the last pick. But I didn't want 
to let Doug choose between Jones and Barrett because I know Doug likes Cardale like I do. And we both like JD, JT too. But for the team that I have built so far with Thomas and Devin Smith, Cardale Jones is the quarterback for that team. So I'm making sure I get him now. I'll buy it. What round is this? This is the fourth round. That was the 10th overall pick. All right. Cardale Jones goes 10th overall. Ari with pick number 11. I think it's interesting that you guys are have taken people in our draft that got drafted later um, in the real draft. Um, and I understand the Cardale Jones stuff, but like I've been taking first-round guys the whole entire time. And I think I'm going to continue with that trend. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going – I'm split here. I want to take a corner, but I don't know which one to take. Because we're talking about if we had to play a college football game tomorrow, yeah, who you'd put on the field. So, are we doing a three-man corner rotation? Are we drafting that? Uh, I don't know. Let's call Kerry Combs and ask him. <laughs> Kerry Combs would say that every cornerback he's ever had is equally good. So, yeah. But if Marshawn Lattimore is a top five pick, um, I'm going to continue the trend of littering my team with top ten picks if I can. So I'm okay. going to take Marshawn. Okay, and like, if you haven't noticed my strategy now, since I have been crippled with offensive skill, it's a good thing I have the one quarterback. You're so sad. I love that you're the guy who doesn't have any offensive skill on this team. But I have the one guy that can win games by himself, the only guy on the team that's ever been able to do it. So I'm kind of, that's my rationalization, and now I'm just going to salt a little of my uh, my defense. (laughs) I think, well, I don't know. I mean, you mean from the quarterback spot, because I think there's another guy who won games by himself that I'm about to take. Okay, then we'll figure that out here in a second, won't we? Um, I'm a little surprised this guy has lasted this long because, again, we are dividing the receiver position, right? We're taking two outside receivers and an H. Who is the best H Urban Meyer has had at Ohio State? And it's not a question. I mean, I was debating that. Who beat Michigan by himself last year? Curtis Curtis Samuel. Samuel. So we're talking about dynamic offensive people. Um, I'm a little surprised Curtis Samuel – actually lasted this long. That's my first offensive player. Um, but I am happy to build an offense around Curtis Samuel. I feel like I'm doing my math here wrong. Okay. So that's the last pick in the fourth round. That's the last pick in the fourth round. So there should have – yeah, okay. So that's 12 guys total. All so right. Samuel was a 12th guy overall. So we're to the fifth round. It's my pick. I think at some point I should probably stop picking offensive players. Yeah. Uh, so I will. Um, I will take – who is the best available defensive player? Who is the best available defensive player? I mean, there are some great corners on the board, <clears throat> no doubt about it. Um, I feel like the defensive ends are kind of all running together for me. I would disagree with that, but – yeah, they are kind of running together for me too. That's why I haven't taken one. And the I'm gonna take. <laughs> Is this dramatic or no? It's hard for me because like I wasn't around in 2012 and 2013, <laughs> so like I don't know actually how good those guys were when they were at Ohio State. Yeah. So I have a little bit of recency bias, I guess. I think I'm gonna take Gary on Conley. Okay. I'm going to take Gary on Conley. I, th- I thought I always thought Conley was better than Apple, Eli Apple, when he was when they were both playing here together, at Ohio State. And then the more I think about it, I come around to the idea that Marshawn Lattimore and Gary on Conley are pretty similar. I don't think there's that much separation between them. 
And the thing that I love about Conley and his Ohio State career is he was the guy they moved to the slot when their nickel uh, corner wasn't good last year, and he was good in that role. And that kind of versatility for me like kind of jumps out. So I'm going to take Gary on Conley. How about Bradley Roby was really good. Bradley Roby was really good. So, um, but that makes sense if we're talking about first-rounders. So now it's up to me, and I – Going to take Bradley Roby. Okay. So you I have Lattimore and Roby. Yes. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's funny to think about. I mean, we're looking here. This is the whole – I mean, like, can you imagine doing this with another college football team? Like Purdue? the last five years? Purdue. I mean, we're looking here and we're like, well, we literally have three corners have been drafted and the guy who was the number 10 overall pick in last year's NFL <laughs> draft is still on the board. Yeah. So it's because I still am shocked that he was taken number ten overall. But I mean, Bill that's was crazy. Yeah, but yeah, no, but it yeah, is. The, the wealth of talent is pretty ridiculous. Because I don't even know. Like the obvious one would be Alabama, but I don't even know if you did this exercise with Alabama. You'd be very defense heavy, I think, if you were Alabama. I don't know how much, how many offensive <sighs> playmakers you're grabbing if you're doing yeah. an Alabama draft. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna pick what I think is definitively. Not close. The best offensive player on the board. Carlos Hyde? No. Taylor Decker. That was my next pick. I I feel like Taylor Decker is definitely the best offensive lineman. Jack Muhort was really good here. Um, But at at a tackle spot that you need a left tackle, Taylor Decker was a number 16 pick in the draft at left tackle. Yes, sir. I mean, that is a... Three years. I mean, that, that's he was a great college offensive lineman, and um, I don't think I'm again. It's, we, we can say this a lot. I'm a little surprised he fell um, that far, but you know, it's lineman. I get it, but that guy's a pretty good player. So that was the easy pick for me. I wanted to take him two rounds ago when I took Cardell Jones. I wanted to take Taylor Decker, but like I said, I wanted to make sure I had Jones, and I thought maybe Decker might slip another round, and then I made the mistake of not taking him when I took Conley. Because I, th- I think he's an All-American left tackle, and I don't know if there's another one on that board. Yeah. There's what's there, two other All-American offensive linemen in total, and to get one at that position, yeah, it's, it's kind of stupid, I guess, it even fell that far. Um, All right, so this is the first pick in the sixth round? This is, is the first right? pick in the sixth round, uh, number, yeah, number 16 overall. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Von Bell. Okay. I think he's the second best safety. I think he's the second best safety. Sure. I think you want to be when you're. I think when you're building a defense, and it's obvious, like you want to be sure on the on the pass rush, you want to be sure on the pass coverage. And you took Joey Bosa, the best pass rusher. It's not even close. I think Von Bell is probably the second. He's the best secondary player available now that Ari has Lattimore and Roby, and I took Conley and you took Hooker. So I'm going to take Von Bell. Because I think there's a little bit of a of a gap now with the secondary guys. There's one other guy left, but I'm taking Bell now. Okay. All right, Ari is up. How good was Noah Spence when he was at his best? It's such a blur to me. I mean, he was like an All Big Ten defensive end. Very good. I mean, like very dynamic. But I think we you know we never saw him at his. We never saw him hit his ceiling because his Ohio State career ended before that. But 
I don't think the waiting is is as exciting as we thought it might be. You can. No, I think I think we need to have more of an idea when it comes. Yeah. To okay. So we All right. So just come down on me. It's fine. Um. Ari's mad because he has to turn around. Or at least talk it through. I'm the one who's typing it in. And <laughs> you have to type one turn around. Letter. <laughs> and I've got to keep track of my own team. It's a whole thing. Um, I'm keeping track of your team. I'm going to take Jack Muhord because he's the best offensive lineman left available. And Jack. I can't just leave Braxton Miller out there to get his head knocked off. Can I put him? Where can I put him? He's your left tackle. Okay. Uh, your six round pick. Okay. I am I am debating a couple guys here, but I think I'm going to go value above the rest of the guys at the position. I think this guy is by far the best player at his position that's left. And I don't have one of these guys on my team yet, so I'm taking Raekwon McMillan. That's a good pick. I think he's definitely – I mean, we've seen Shazier and Lee go off the board. He's the third linebacker off the board. I mean, this guy is a, basically a three-year starter at Ohio State. Um, I will put him at the center, make him the quarterback of my defense um, with Malik Hooker, Jonathan Hankins, and Joey Bosa and feel very good about what I'm putting out on the field defensively. That's a good pick, and I think it kind of forces my hand. I don't have any linebackers. And again, I don't know. i be completely honest. I have no, no idea how good Etienne Sabino was. Yeah. You know, he's okay. He's not great. I mean, like, he was a five-star linebacker. I know that. that took, like, four years to, like, really right. snap into it. And then, like, Urban would, like, always talk about his transformation in his final year. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, just as your point of reference, I, I think Chris Worley's better. I think Joshua Perry's better. I think Jerome Baker is better. Yeah. I'm going to take Jerome Baker. That's a good pick. I think you, we, we, you can get some future value, too, right? <laughs> well, that, and it's like, when you, like, think about defensive playmaker. Like, who, like... He can he can rush pass rush from the, from the linebacker spot. He can cover guys. He's fast. I think he's probably he might be the best athlete left on the defensive side of the guys we haven't ta- taken yet. Maybe there's one other guy who's a better athlete. But I, I just need I don't have any big play linebackers, and I think he might be the last one available. So I'm going to take Jerome Baker. Man, this is getting interesting. I have a guy in mind that I really want to take, but I think I think he can last. But I really want him now. Okay, so for reference, Pat Elfline's two different people. You get his junior year as a guard and senior year as a center? No, I just had him listed at both because you could draft him at both. And then you can just put him at both? But he's off the board at both positions once he goes, right? Yes. Okay. No, I take this back. He's got to be center because they only had three centers. Okay. You can't Well, that's what I'm going to – I'm taking Pat Elfline as a center right now. Okay. 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 Wait, who did you just take, Bill? You just took – I just took Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker, Baker, right? Okay. So that is – Pat Elfline is a 20th overall pick. Wow. Okay. Twentieth overall pick. That's pretty good. Do we think that was good value, or I think it's great value. The thing I don't know is like, so there are three centers. It's Elfine, it's Corey Lindsley, and it's Kobe Bourne. And I wasn't around when Corey Lindsley was on the team. I was I wasn't around for Bourne. Elfine's better than <laughs> Bourne. Is Elfine no doubt better than Corey Lindsley? Yes. Okay. Then yeah, that's. And I, well, I think too that it's interesting because Corey Lindsley went on to be. Right, that's the hard packer, so yeah. it's like kind of hard to like really realize. I don't know. Um, I feel comfortable with that. I just wanted to put two really good linemen to protect Braxton, um, and I feel like at the other positions of my need, there are other options that are still out there, and I don't have to be forced to worry about them. Okay, yet. Yeah. I'm going to take a guy. I, I'm thinking of taking another guy based on like building my team, but this guy is just a much better player 
And he's the guy that I thought I could maybe sit on and let him slip. But I'm going to take him. He was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. John Simon. I knew you were going to take John Simon. I knew it. So, like, John Simon was... And, like, awesome. awesome. <laughs> State. And so he is now my other defensive end. And he's a completely different kind of defensive end um, than Joey Bosa. But I now have Joey Bosa, Jonathan Hankins, and John Simon on my defensive line. Yeah. And I feel really good about that. And, and people can forget how good John Simon was. But Urban Meyer's first year, all he did was, was tell John about. Simon stories and talk about how John Simon was the defensive version of Tim Tebow and what he meant to that team. The 2012 team was Braxton Miller on offense and John Simon on defense, and that team went 12-0. So I almost took another guy because I, I didn't know when you guys were going to take John Simon, but John Simon, John Simon, what he was at Ohio State, deserves to go here. It's a good pick. I was feeling really confident about what I was building my first few picks, and now I'm confident it's leaking. Uh, what round is this? This is the beginning of the seventh round. All right, 21 this over. Is, so this is 22, 22 overall. overall. 22nd overall pick. <clears throat> Man, I don't know what to do. Uh, can you add it? I have no offensive lineman. Hankins. Oh. I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take Jamarco Jones. That's a good pick. Yeah. I thought about him. I think he's definitely the next best tackle. Muhort and Decker are gone. Right. I, yeah, and like he, I don't think people realize how good Jamarco Jones was in his first year as a starter in 2016. Like he and people were so infatuated with Isaiah Prince's struggles and the offensive line struggles overall. Jamarco Jones was good. Um, I think he's an All American candidate going into this year. I think I think he might be like on par with Mihort. Maybe that's too early to say because his career's not over yet. But he's not as good as Decker. When his career's over, he might be almost as good as Decker. I'm I mean, Jamarco Jones. Don't people think Jamarco Jones could be a first round pick? Yes. Yeah. Like he's he's he was a top sixty national recruit when he came here. He was like the number four offensive tackle in the country. I think he's like a no doubt guy, and, and I need offensive linemen, and he's the best one available. All right, I'm okay. getting nervous because I just decided who I want next, and I'm nervous. Uh, it's between two guys, and I'm trying to make my decision. Okay, I'm nervous. And can I tell you the positions? No, or just is pick. Just pick? Oh um, my god, I just figured out who I want so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Billy Price is my pick. That's a good pick, though. Uh, and I feel like my offensive line really just came together in the last three rounds. Um, I have left tackle is uh, Jack Muhort. Um, center is Pat Elfline, and now I've got Billy Price, who's the next version of Pat Elfline next to him. That was three rounds in a row you went offensive lineman. Right, because yeah. like, I feel like the skill position players, I, I feel confident at running back that we're all going to have a pretty good running back now that Zeke's gone. Receivers are kind of meshing together a little bit, so are tight ends. I feel like the best thing that you can do right now to make that team solidified is have a really good offensive line. And, uh, you know, that was my strategy. And it'll be interesting to see because I think I know who you're going to take now because it's the other guy I was thinking of. Well, you, I mean, we should say, like, you, so you have three, and Doug and I each only have one offensive lineman at the yeah. moment. That's a really good pick. Billy Price is going to end up being a four-year starter at Ohio State. He, mm-hmm. was a, he was a starter for a national championship team as a redshirt freshman. Like, he is – Underrated, I think, in the pantheon of when you start talking about the great Urban Meyer. Do you know how hard it is to start for four years at Ohio State? He's going to set the record for the most career starts in Ohio State football history. All the people that have come through here. Now, that's because a lot of them, when you start that early, then you leave. Leave, yeah. And but, they also played in the playoff. He got a couple extra I mean, games. like, yeah. that is 
insane. Yeah. So let's give a shout out for our man Billy Price, who we know is listening to this. All right. I disagree with something you said. Tight ends. Nope. Oh. In the discussion (laughs) of what you just said about something. You said we're all going to get a good running back. Oh, yeah. I can see why. I think, and this is no offense to Mike Weber, I think there is a clear line right now between what Carlos Hyde was as a college football player and what Mike Weber has been as a college football player. I, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I was so, thinking of Curtis Samuel as a running back. So we should delete Curtis Samuel because he's going. Yeah. He, we had him listed as a running back and an H-back, but he's been drafted as my H-back, so you can't take him as a running back. So I think there's a clear delineation. Yeah. In this list of – there's only been three tailbacks here for Urban Meyer, really. Um, and Carlos Hyde – who was the running back when Carlos Hyde was out at the beginning of 2012, though? Jordan Hall. Hall. You can take Jordan Hall if you want. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, you've, what you've done... Clearly, yeah. Elliott is one. Clearly, Hyde is two. Clearly, Weber is three. Now, you can wait and take Weber in your last pick. I understand yeah. that now. But I all of a sudden decided that, like, wow, I think there's enough of a gap between Hyde and Weber that I want to make sure I jump on Hyde. So, I, I thought your Billy that. Price pick was really good. If you had taken Hyde, I probably would have taken Billy Price next. But I'm very happy to get Carl Hyde. Hyde was not the person I was debating with, so... Do you guys agree that he is? I definitely, I definitely he's definitely. Yeah. I thought that like Carlos Hyde was closer to Ezekiel Elliott than a lot of people think. No, I agree with that. So like, I think that like when you took Elliott with the was it second round? I think mm-hmm. I felt like that was a good pick because he was clearly n- nobody can argue with his production on the field. Right. But I don't think that people appreciated just how good Hyde was. And I feel like, and I was going to make this pick or make this comment if I were to eventually have taken Hyde. I think that Hyde would have had similar outputs in the playoff games had he been on those teams. I think he's that good. Yep. I don't disagree with that. All right. Landis is up. Eighth eighth round. I don't have any defensive linemen. Because I have all the good ones. Because you have all the good ones. I really like Adolphus Washington. I'm taking Adolphus Washington. Okay. I think that there are other. There's another defensive tackle on the board who I think is similar. Has not quite shown it yet, but I think in the, at the end of his career will be similar to Adolphus Washington. But a guy who's that size, that quick, can rush the passer, stop the run. Like he's a pretty versatile, pretty versatile defensive tackle. And I think uh, I don't his, see who you're talking about who's going to be similar to Adolphus Washington. Okay. I do. Well, he's highlighted right now. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> it's, it's Draymond. Yeah. I think that, like I said before, the defensive ends are all kind of similar in my head right now, and Adolphus Washington is a little better than the rest of the available defensive tackles, so I'm going to take Washington. Okay, I'm going to take Joshua Perry, and I think there is something about backbone leadership, and you kind of touched on it when you drafted Raekwon, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Urban Meyer was really, that's a multiple-year starter who kind of was an emotional backbone. People respected him. He was a captain. Led the team in tackles. Led the team in tackles one year. And I also have uh, Shazier and Lee on the outside. So I figured that if you put Joshua Perry in the middle of those two, I thought that that would solidify what I would think is the best linebacking core of the three of us. And I, I, I just think that would be a very good balance. I don't know if he's the most dynamic or best player who's left on our board, but I thought for the workings of the way that I drafted my team that he makes sense in the spot. Okay. I'm going to take – so we sort of talked about this, but I think now there's another clear line. I'm taking Eli Apple. 
Denzel Ward and Duran Grant are the other two corners left on the board. Lattimore, Conley, and Roby are gone. I think there's a clear line between Eli Apple and Ward and Grant. Grant was really good here. He was a fourth-round pick in the NFL. Roby, Apple, Conley, and Lattimore, that's all first-round picks. Um, I mean, it's, it's, again, a little humorous that a guy like Eli Apple. What, what pick was this for our draft overall? I'm losing count. This, this is the last pick of the eighth, eighth round. round. So it's He's the 24th 20th, pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, or no, that, sorry, the last pick of the ninth round. Last he's the twenty seventh pick, pick for a guy who was the tenth overall pick his year. So, I feel good about that pick. Just trying to catch up here. Okay, Apple, twenty seven. So we're now first pick of the tenth round. Yeah, number twenty eight overall. So are you? Your linebackers are Shazier Lee um, and and Josh Perry. Yeah. Okay, we're not taking in like because that's that's three outside linebackers, right? Uh, Josh Perry can Perry play, play inside. Okay. All right. All right. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you want to go back and retroactively no, take my that, pick away? No, 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 no. Because you wanted him, right? Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> bend the rules. And I also wanted Eli Apple. Um, but that didn't happen either. Uh, I don't know much about this guy. I know that he is a pro and I need offensive linemen. So I'm going to take Andrew Norwell. That's a guard. good pick. Listen, Andrew Norwell... Was an All-Big Ten player here two years, first-team All-Big Ten. We were shocked when Andrew Norwell did not get drafted. Um, and then he, as a last on in the NFL, as an undrafted free agent and has been a starter in Carolina like from the get-go and I think yeah. just signed a new big contract. Andrew Norwell was a really, really good college offensive lineman. I think you could, as good as Billy Price is, like Andrew Norwell was a rock on this line. And... Um, I think it's a really good pick. And it's, I think there's a clear delineation, again, with the guards that are left. He's the second guard off the board. I think that's absolutely a good pick there. All right. Now I'm freaking out. It's getting hard. I, I mean, don't have any defensive linemen yet. And I don't do know. Not. I mean, I there's some really good defensive linemen up there. I just still. don't know which one I would take over the other one. So I was kind of like waiting to see who you guys took there. Um, this is this is pretty tough, but I think I'm going to take a weird weird pick here. Okay, Evan Spencer. That's not a bad pick. That's not a bad pick. I, I, he's an argument to be made that he's the best receiver available. But like, I figured that if everything with him is blocking, 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 and he. I felt like having him on the field with Braxton Miller might be... You need someone to block for Braxton's quarterback sweeps. Yeah, I think that he would be good. And I also think that Evan Spencer threw the best pass of the Urban Meyer era. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have that trick play in, in the bag. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know who he's going to throw it to, but yeah. But like he's definitely not a sexy pick. But I think he's a solid pick and somebody I would want as one of my three. And just in case one of you guys took him, I thought that he would be a good compliment to Braxton. I get that. I think that's a good pick. Um, yeah, I like the pick. I'm between a couple guys here, and I feel it's like I don't want to talk too much because I don't want to give stuff away. I'm actually checking some stuff here. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do this. Uh, can I check? Can I tell? Well, I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking about. Um, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna take Jalen Marshall. Let's go pick. I wasn't gonna pick a receiver. I was thinking about Evan Spencer out there, too. There's a couple. I mean, listen, there's just some productive receivers here. Now, Jalen Marshall 
did not put up gigantic numbers at Ohio State. I was just looking up his numbers as a refresher. He had uh, 38 catches for 499 yards as a redshirt freshman, 36 catches for 477 yards as a redshirt sophomore, 11 total touchdowns. Um, we thought if he had come back for his redshirt junior year, he would have been a focal point of that offense uh, in 2016. Um, but if I'm taking him, you know what I'm taking with Jalen Marshall, right? Jalen Marshall could be dangerous. Yeah, right, right, for right. Sure. So he did score three touchdowns in three different ways in an Indiana game in once, one like <laughs> in one quarter. So, like, I think we do know. And of course, he's latched on well in the pros. So, and and we aren't doing special teams, but I have my return guy too. Yeah. So I'm going to feel pretty good. If about we were doing special teams, Cam Johnson would have been the number one overall pick. Yeah. And you have two receivers now. Like you have two guys who can play outside and can play age. Yeah. You got a little versatility there in your receiver room. Never a bad thing. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this is the start of the 11th round. I'm taking Tyquan Lewis. He's the Big Ten Defensive Lineman of the Year. And it's always so hard to tell. Like, how, how good is Tyquan Lewis actually? Is he that good or is he a product of the guys around him? He's led a team in sacks back-to-back years, and he won Big Ten Defensive Lineman of the Year. I need a pass rusher, so I'm taking Tyquan Lewis. I thought last year proved that he's more than the product of the guys around him. Because yeah. last year, he was the guy. I mean, like, the year before when he, when he had more sacks than Joey Bosa, he was a product of Joey Bosa double teams. It's not like they were double teaming Sam Hubbard all year. I mean, like, Tyquan Lewis was the best defensive lineman on that line and was treated as such and still was very productive. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good pick. Christian Bryant. Oh, you... All right. He's a great player. He was a really... Really good football. And we're trying to win a college game, and I don't know. And I thought, no matter who I took at safety, you're probably going to make that noise because you're probably going to make that noise if I took Tyvis. Yeah. Um, But I remember Christian Bryant being a really, really productive, really good safety, and I remember how much it hurt Urban Meyer when he broke his ankle his his senior year and, like, when it came to just how it hurt the team but also leadership. I've got the two best cornerbacks on my team. I thought adding a – Kind of a, a safety that will come up and pop you a little bit, even though he might lack size, I thought might might have been a good spot there. You think Roby's better than Conley? I meant that I had the best corners you have, of the you three have of us. I don't know if I – I think that there was a debate to have about that. Yeah. I don't know I just, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's I'm, go pick. I'm between a couple guys here. We're getting down to some position scarcity now. Um I'm going to make a pick because I am a little nervous about some of the other guys at this spot. So I am going to take my next tackle. Yeah. And I'm going to take Reed Fragle, who I thought was a good right tackle. He ended up being picked in the seventh round uh, of the NFL draft. Um, And we have seen Ohio State at times have problems there. They kind of run some – some one-year starters through that spot. That's kind of been that traditional spot where um, they've been looking for a guy. So basically the choices left to tackle were Reed Fragle, Daryl Baldwin, Chase Ferris, and Isaiah Prince. And I thought Fragle was pretty good for that group. Yeah, that's a good pick. And I have my two tackles now. You have two tackles. Ari has one tackle. I have one tackle. And it's my pick. And now you taking a guy – from a already light position makes me want to take another tackle. And, and again, this is not the main thing, but 
Chase Ferris, by the way, just won a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the note on the practice squad of the Patriots. Um, but Reed Fragle, I think, is now you can start to get a little nervous attack. Although Daryl Baldwin was a very solid right tackle for one year for a national championship team. So I'm taking Daryl Baldwin. Chase Ferris had some problems on pass protection when he was a starting right tackle at Ohio State. And I thought he was he was a good sixth offensive lineman. In 2014, he can play two positions. I think whoever drafts him can put him at tackle or guard, and I'd be okay with that in this exercise. But Baldwin, I just thought they both had one year. Baldwin was better in his one year. I don't ever remember being very concerned about Darrell Baldwin at right tackle in 14, and I had concerns about Chase Farris. And, like, remember writing stories about, like, Chase Farris can't block anybody right now, and he got better. But Baldwin, I think, was solid for his entire year that he was a right tackle, and the other two guys remaining in that position, I'm not so confident in. Okay, so position scarcity. Um, I don't have any receivers outside of Evan Spencer, so basically nobody on my team catches passes yet. And I <laughs> but Evan I, Spencer's going to throw to Braxton Miller, I that's thought. That's true. Corey Brown yeah. is who I would take because I think you could put him at – we, because we're doing an H? Yeah. yeah. You mm-hmm. can put him at either. And I'm looking at the list here, and I guess Paris Campbell is probably – I think we're anticipating Paris Campbell is going to have a good year, but so far when it comes to production – I think Corey Smith is actually Philly Brown has actually produced at the college level a lot more than Philly Brown did, or I mean than um, Paris, Paris Campbell did, and yeah. he's in the pros. And I just feel like I need to put a weapon around uh, Braxton that you know can allow him to maybe be slacked off a little bit. And you guys have left me with no choice at running back, so the only option I have left to try to gain some separation offensively is taking Philly Brown right now. Okay. Um, I think there's a guy now for me that I think is the best overall. Well, I think there's two guys who are the best overall players on the board, and I might not take either one of them because I now I just realized what I might want to do. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, this is a little bit hard now. We're getting down to some interesting stuff here. Um, I think there's four guys I'm thinking about. There's a couple of position scarcity guys, and now I'm going to change my mind again in mid-thought. <laughs> I'm going to take Marcus Hall That's a good pick. at guard. He's a two-year starter at guard, and he uh, flipped people off when he got kicked out of the game. <laughs> um, Marcus Hall, I think, was a really good player. Pat Elfline filled in for him when he got ejected in the Michigan game and then didn't play at all in the Michigan State game. Uh, in the Big Ten Championship in 2013, and Pat Elfline filled in right away and didn't really miss a beat. But it turned out Pat Elfline was like an, all- an All-American. So I don't want to lessen how good Marcus Hall was. He was on a line with Muhort and Lindsley and Norwell. Um, he wasn't as good as them, but he was very good. He was not a weak link, I don't think. So I'm going to feel pretty good about Marcus Hall being a, star- a starting right guard for me and a pretty solid guy there. And again, you're getting some position scarcity at guard right now. Uh, Billy Price and Andrew Norwell are off the board. He's the third guard taken. So, good luck, boys. Hmm. I don't know really anything about this guy. I talked to him once for a story, and he was a he was a great guy, great to talk to. And he's on a dumpster. Zach Bourne, I'm thinking, is my middle linebacker. Is that a reach? I don't know anything about him. So listen, so he was a fullback most of his career. They were in dire straits at linebacker with some injuries. And he's one of those guys, like, he's a great football player. And he obviously lacks some dynamic ability at linebacker. He's not a guy you want in coverage necessarily. 
but he is like a plug the hole, lead the defense middle linebacker. And I think of everybody who's left is he's who I would take. Okay. Go ahead and make your pick, and then I'm going to make a pick next. Okay. Go ahead and make your pick. Noah Spence, I think, is a tremendous value pick. I don't have any defensive lineman yet, and he was a really good player. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we never got to see his ceiling, but I need a pass rusher to complement the best secondary. I'm going to keep like dropping hits that I'm the best in the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the problem with your secondary is they don't have anyone to practice against. Because you're in that, you got to. I mean, iron does sharpen iron or whatever. <laughs> but I'm gonna take. Uh, yeah, no, no expense. Expense. So I have like five guys that I'm between, but now I'm gonna pick a guy that I can't believe you didn't pick with the pick you just made, Bill. Is it Chris Worley? It's Chris Worley. Yeah. Chris Worley is a better linebacker than Zach Bourne. Like I don't know what else to say about that. Chris Worley is going to be a, a middle linebacker this year. I already have Raekwon in the middle, so I'm going to play him on the outside. Um, but if you needed a middle linebacker, you could have played Worley there because he's going to be the middle I linebacker thought about it. I mean, I, yeah. And I think, again, like in coverage and tackling, and we've talked about Chris Worley being the heartbeat of this team. We talked about how Chris Worley was really good last year, and maybe we had some questions about how good he was going to be, and I think he answered every single one of those questions. Um He's a really good linebacker. Yeah, I agree. And I, I like a guy on a dumpster, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. The guy's on a dumpster. Oh, uh, but I, I, I agree with everything you said. I think Chris Worley has been good, and I think he will be a good middle linebacker. Um, okay, so now I need to pick. Where am I light? Where am I light? So, by the way, we are at what round now? This is round. Uh, that was just pick number thirty-nine. Okay, so this is the first this pick of the 14th the first round. first pick of the 14th round. Number 40 overall. I'm going to go with... Uh, guards scare me. Uh, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to take Draymond Jones. No! You're mad? <laughs> yeah, that was exactly... I've been planning this. Oh, wow. There are other defensive tackles. I let, Michael Bennett I thought was good, especially in his final year here. Um, when he played alongside Adolphus Washington, and I thought about pairing those two together again. The idea of having two former defensive ends playing defensive tackle, maybe you suffer a little bit in, in terms of run defense and, and plugging the middle of the offensive line, but I love the idea of having two athletes like Adolphus Washington and Draymond Jones as my defensive tackles. Okay, so I'm, I'm building my defensive line now, clearly, based on the yell. I'm going to go Nick Bosa now. And the reason why I'm going to do that is because his last name is Bosa, so it's going to influence the voters. Yeah. And secondly, if we what we're doing right now is if Ohio State were to play or if we were to play a college football game today, which means we already have or I already have the benefit of his freshman year getting some experience. He's passed his knee injury. And he could potentially, by the end of next year, would people be shocked if he was the best defensive lineman on the team? No. No. So I think that for a pass-rushing duo, back-to-back Noah Spence and um, Nick Bosa, this late, I think, is a really solid duo for value. So let's just remember, though, we are... We can't project too much, because I'm looking at some guys now who might draw the interest of fans when they get picked, 
but they haven't done anything yet as yeah. college football players. So that's remember, you know, I'm not disagreeing with that. Right, you right. Said, no, I see what you're saying. You can't just pick somebody who's supposed to be good and have yeah. them be good. But that's why we don't have Dwayne Haskins but on the board. But I also thought that Bosa was a pretty productive player last year as a freshman for what he was. For what he was, and yeah, he's yeah. A, he's the sexiest name left on the board, man. So I don't know. Okay, because I'm between a couple guys, but I'm going to make a pick now a little bit based, again, on position scarcity, based on production of what we've seen, and now it is getting thin. I'm going to take Noah Brown. Okay. Who, the guy who didn't draft Noah Brown. Who is not – we know what Noah Brown is, but, for instance, Ben Victor's on the board. Ben Victor has, like, one catch in his career, so I know everybody's in love with him, but – I put That's him on the board because I, because I there, there was a shortage. And I don't, I'm yeah. not disagreeing with that. But to me, a guy who had four touchdowns against Oklahoma is significantly better than a guy who's never really done. And I think that we should touchdowns. add, I agree with like, that. Terry McLaurin's not on there. And I think I would take a guy like that over Ben Victor. No, I, and, and, yeah, I mean, I think we can yeah. take whoever we want. You can go off the board. But I'm just saying that's why I'm taking Noah Brown because we're sort of running out of receivers. And I know people have great hopes for some guys coming up. But there's not a lot of guys left who have done much as Ohio State receivers. And I already have two H-backs, and I can't put Dontre on the outside. Yeah. So. Okay, I buy that. I am going to take – God, this is hard. Uh, Everybody I'm was taking, I'm taking Jeff Hireman. Oh, that's who I – I've been thinking about him for three rounds. He's a great tight end. And like him and Nick Vanette are similar, I guess. But I, I think Hyman's a better blocker. Hyman's a better blocker. Um, probably a similar pass catcher, I would say. To Vanette. I don't know if there's a huge discrepancy in their pass catching abilities. And Hyman's a better blocker. I agree with that. Guys, a third round pick. It's not his fault they didn't throw to him. Right. Okay, I'm going to go Michael Bennett. That's a great pick. And I don't know. I know that Bill took uh, Draymond Jones two or three rounds ago. Last round. I don't know that Michael Bennett is not. I think Michael Bennett's better than Draymond Jones. I Draymond Jones, definitely better. at the end of his career, might be better when it's all said and yeah, done. But right now, if we're playing a college football game tomorrow, I think I got a better interior defensive lineman. And that is and that's who a I was going to take next and who I almost took instead of Noah Brown. And now I kind of wish I had because now there's a big drop. Michael Bennett was a great defensive player for that 2013 team. And for the national championship team. And now we're getting into guys who are like kind of eh. So there is a big drop-off between Michael Bennett and everybody else left at the tackle spot. And now I don't feel good about that at all. And I'm a little bit disappointed. It's good I have three All-Americans. We can make some trades after this. Otherwise. Um, <laughs> you can call people. Right, so now I'm going to go again. So I would have taken uh, – the people I would have been considering, Hireman was – I mean, of course. There's only so many yeah, guys left. Yeah. But Hireman and Bennett, both I would have taken ahead of the guy I'm about to take. But now I'm going with position scarcity again. I'm getting very nervous at this position. I'm taking Michael Jordan. Yeah. Now, again, no one's pretending that Michael Jordan was an All-American at guard last year, but he played as a true freshman and – I think he's better than the other guys available. I'm trying to do some math right now to figure out exactly what round we're on. That was a. It was either the 46th or 47th pick. Or 45th pick. 45th pick. 45th. Yeah, it's got to be an interval of three, right? Like, 45th come on, man. pick. End of round. Okay. Is interval the right math word? So. I'm going to I'm going to be honest. I'm not good at math. 45th pick, Michael Yeah, Jordan. we've all picked okay. 15 guys. 15 guys. 16th round. Um, 
I'm taking Chase Farris to play guard because, like, I don't really have any other choice. I need another guard, and Chase Farris is never played guard at Ohio State. Was like a he was like a backup guard. He was he was a six lineman, and he played guard. He came in for one play against Alabama, and they scored a touchdown. That's enough for me. I mean, it's hard because these are actually some positions where there's not enough guys because. Uh, Norwell and Hall were the two starters in 12 and 13, so those are two of your guards. Billy Price has been a starter 14, 15, 16. And then Elfline was a two-year starter at guard in 14 and 15, but we got we took him at center, so he's off the board at guard. So we there are not a lot of guards to choose from. Am I, like, sneaky for, like, planning ahead by not looking at this board and I have names I'm drafting at certain positions that aren't on the board? No. That's fine. Okay, because, like... Antonio Underwood, I like. I spent a lot of time building my offensive line, and I feel if you put like one person like that in your line, the entire progress you make might be blown. Yeah, but who's better? So I might. I'm not taking him right now, and I'll revisit that later. But like, you kind of crippled me at offensive line a little bit there because I spent a lot of time and a lot of effort making my line good, and now I could have a hole in it. But I need Paris Campbell. Um, You're playing him at H. I'm going to put him at H so I can put Philly Brown outside. I don't know if, with the idea that if Paris Campbell's the H moving into the next year, he might have a big year for Ohio State at that position, and I feel like that's a good balance of wide receivers for me, even though I think I have the worst receivers of the group. Okay. Um, I'm down to some positions where I don't feel good at any, about really anybody at some of these spots, so you're sort of taking like the lesser... Of, of some problems, basically. Um, not problems. I mean, these guys started at Ohio State. That's not a fair way to say it. But um, I don't feel... I don't feel an imperative about anybody anymore. So I'm going to take Nick Vanette. Um, I think he's the best tight end left. Guy's a th- third-round pick in the NFL, man. So, I mean, he waited his turn behind Hireman a lot. Um, but I think compared to what else is out there, um, Jake Stoneburner was a really good player here was kind of more like a receiver H under Urban. They didn't play tight end as much. Um, but, yeah, Nick Vanette. I'm reuniting the boys on the back end of the defense and taking Tyvis Powell. Second time! The second time you take... It's like you would think that like the odds of somebody taking the guy you want the pick before you multiple times in the same draft are just low. And I was going to take Tyvis Powell. So, so now I, I, I'm still I'm, I'm light a corner, but I have Gary on Conley, Von Bell, and Tyvis Powell. Feel pretty, feeling pretty good at my secondary. All right, Ari. So we are in the – that was the first pick of the 17th round. Yes. I mean, I'm at the point now where I have to fill in spots. Because, like, I have running back. I don't have to take him till the end. I don't have to take a tight end till the end. Yeah. And there's no guards left, but I know who I want at guard. Am I allowed to take defensive ends and put them inside? I mean, if it, but only if it makes sense. I mean, you can't like is Nate Williams? Can he can no. he play inside? No, he's like a he's like weighs like 220 pounds. You covered this team. Nate Williams is like an outside linebacker. He's huge. Guy. He's not an inside guy. Can I put Jalen Holmes inside? No. I don't think you... No. I don't think you can put anybody inside. Because, I mean, like... No. They don't. 
They don't put Jalen Holmes at tackle on first down, so yeah. you can't. Okay, I'm going to take C.J. Barnett at safety. Okay. That, f- that fills out your secondary. Yep. I was going to uh, – I would have liked to take Tyvis, but I don't think I could have had Tyvis and Hooker in the secondary together at two safety. I feel like yeah. you, need a, you need a center field safety and a cover safety. Yeah. So that was um, the 50th overall pick, by the way. So I'm, st- I know I'm, I get the last safety, but I'm actually okay with that because he fits as a cover safety yeah. for me. Um, so I'm going to go where I think there's a little bit. No, there's two spots where I think there's a gap. I'm going to take Corey Lindsley. Okay. Jacoby Warren was a very good center here, but he's undersized. Corey Lindsley is the starting center for Aaron Rodgers, and I know NFL doesn't matter as much, but Corey Lindsley I think was a really good player here, and. Jacoby Boren got it done somehow for a national championship team, but I think that there's a little bit of a gap there, and I feel good about Corey Lindsley at center. So that leaves Jacoby Boren as my center, which I'm, I'm pretty okay with. I was, I was content letting that play out and taking whoever was left out of Lindsley and Boren, I think, although Lindsley's a, 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 a little better. Because like now I'm, I, I don't know what your guys' is, is. It's just we each have four spots left. And like, four spots all, left. like three out of my four are autofills. So, yeah. Yeah, so I need an H, a center, a defensive end, a linebacker, and a corner. I have five spots left. No. H? Five. Okay, we each yeah. have five left. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, we each have five. Left. Each yeah. have five spots left. So this is the first pick of the 18th round. This is the first pick of the 18th round. Um, and I'm going to go... I'm going to go Denzel Ward. Wow. Okay. Is that, a, is that a wow you wanted him? Or is that no, a wow? that's a wow. I want the other guy. I'm drinking the, the Kerry Combs Kool-Aid here. He he's thinks really fast. That Denzel, he's really fast. He's, he's really fast. fast, and he was good enough to play with Marshawn Lattimore and Gary on Conley. Durant Grant was great when he was here. No, I took Denzel. Oh, sorry. I doesn't take Durant Grant. I think it's I know, almost, I made the mistake. I think it's almost a coin flip in my, in my head, and maybe there's a little more separation for you. I thought Durant Grant was really good. He was number one corner here for a year, was fine in that role, ended up being a fourth-round pick. Um, I think Denzel Ward is probably as good as Duran Grant, and I think he's a little better. I like his speed. I can use him as a return guy, too, like you can. With uh he return stuff this year for that? No, because Harry Combs is uh, terrified to put his own guys back there, he said. But oh, really? He, he might actually be the best returner on the team when he's not going to return kicks. Huh. Interesting. So All Denzel right. Ward. All right. So I'm going to be stuck with Grant. So, well, it's, it's Ari's pick. Okay. Yeah, I feel good about that. Okay, my other defensive tackle I think is going to be Michael Hill. Just because I don't – the three remaining defensive tackles are Tracy Sprinkle, Michael Hill, Tommy Shutt. I don't even know how to decipher those three guys. Um, I think you could uh, – Hill's fine. I think Hill's a fine. I player. mean, and I'm just like f- filling out – Yep. He was a starter last year. I mean, he's – you're talking – yeah, I think it's fine. All right, again, I have a lot of fill-in spots, so uh, – because there's some options, I'm going to go ahead and take. Well, no, I'm going to take based on. I'm going to go a little bit based on like guys who deserve to be picked. No, I'm not. <laughs> this is a confusing spot. I'm a little stuck at linebacker because I have a middle linebacker, and I'm a little uncertain about some of the outside linebackers that are left. Like Sabino was mostly a middle linebacker, right? Yeah. And Curtis Grant was a middle linebacker. They're yeah. both on the board, so I'm going to take the only guy who's really an outside linebacker who's left. And he has never really played at Ohio State. Dante Booker won a starting job last year, got hurt in the first game, and didn't play. And he's going to be a starter this year. So, I mean, this is a draft based on, like, a lot of not production on the field, 
but he was on the team for two years as a backup, seemed to do a good job with that and earn his spot. So I just sort of have to take him because I can't play some of these other guys on the outside. So my linebackers are McMillan, Worley, and Booker. You really hurt me with that pick. I have two linebackers, Zach Board and Jerome Baker. And now like the only guys left worth taking are Curtis Grant and Sabino, and it's not really a fit there. I'm gonna my linebackers are gonna get a, probably like a D grade in this draft. Um, I need a defensive end, and there are like all American defensive ends all over the place. Sam Hubbard and Jalen Holmes, Nathan Williams are also on the board, as is the guy who ran an interception back for a touchdown against Alabama. And it's also making me feel like I took uh, Nick Bosa a little too early, but I don't. Again, I don't know anything about Nathan Williams, so maybe it's dumb for me to not pick him, but I'm going to pick Sam Hubbard. No, I think that's right. Okay. Nathan Williams is a good player, but I think they're actually kind of similar, but Hubbard's got more outside. Are you sure I can't put Nate Williams inside? No. I'm <laughs> okay, Sam Hubbard. 55 overall. All right, let's move through this. We're well over an hour here. We're just filling in spots at this point. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm going to have to take Isaiah Prince at right tackle. Okay. That was basically, he was the only guy left, basically. Yeah, um, I need a tackle. All right, I'm going to take Damon Webb at safety. Again, he's really the only starting safety left, but he's a cover safety. I have Hooker in center field. I just, I have the safeties from last year, which I'm fine with. Okay, so I have three picks remaining. I'm going to take Dontre Wilson as my H back. And that is young, freshman, dynamic. That's, that's Dontre freshman, Wilson. Dontre. Pre-foot injury. Pre-foot injury. Yeah. A guy like, I mean, it's not, he's not quite on the level of the Marshall pick that you made, but again, a guy you think might be able to be dangerous. All right, Ari. Okay, um, I need a guard, and the only person left on our board is Antonio Underwood, and I don't know if picking Matt Burrell makes more sense. Because I mean, he's never played. He's never he's played. Never he's, he, Underwood didn't play really that much either. I'd rather take the former five-star, four-star prospect who might be the starter following than the guy who played his entire career and never got on the field. Okay, I'll buy that. All right, I'm going to take Duran Grant at corner. feel really good about that. Grant and Apple are my cornerbacks. Okay. It's always good when you can take somebody who plays in the league because nobody – like I feel like I mismanaged my draft yeah. by not – there are certain positions that even if you never drafted them, if you got the last two on the board, they were good. Yeah. And I feel like I might have jumped the gun, and I think you did a good job of just like letting good players fall into your lap. My team is awesome. I mean, it sucks, but... I'll just take uh, Jacoby Warren because he's a less center available and I don't have one. That was number 61, by the way. Okay, um, I'm down to tight end and running back, so I'm just going to take Mike Weber now so I can think of which tight end I want to take. Okay. I'm going to take Tommy Shutt at defensive tackle. This is between Sprinkle and Shutt. But I have both the Simon and Hankins around Tommy Shutt, so he'll have a lot of single teams to deal with. Okay. So if we're taking guys who never played, yes. So are we in the last round? We're in the yeah. last round, we're, yeah. and we're we've established that we can take guys who we think are going to be good or at least have better value and have never played before. I mean, I guess, but I mean, like it's not fair to get bonus points from the crowd because you took uh, Trayvon Grimes at receiver. But yeah, like I need an outside linebacker, and I want to take Malik Harrison. I don't think you can do that. He redshirted last year. I know, but look who's left. That's not my fault. I know, it's my fault. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. I don't think Because it's can. like, if you want, I can go ahead and uh, put in uh, 
Yeah, or he's Josh Myers Jones. instead yeah. of I'll Josh Myers in there if you yeah, want. No, no, you can okay. literally take a person who has literally never been an active person on the roster because he redshirted. Justin Hilliard? I think I would rather you take Justin Hilliard, but now you're passing up guys. Like Curtis Grant was the starter at middle linebacker. For no, but I'm thinking positionally. I'm thinking positionally. Like I have Zach Warren. Right. Okay, uh, I'll take Curtis Grant. I mean, I'm just saying like – I mean, stuff happens sometimes. You've got to play. Okay, so you got to play Curtis Grant at outside linebacker. But we're not going to end. Okay, he's a five star guy. I don't think it makes sense to like for us to pick like backups on the current team who have never really played ahead of like yeah starting national like, championship. I agree, I agree. Okay, so it's my pick, and I have a tight end. That's my last spot. Yep. I don't know who to pick. The three guys left are Stoneburner, Ball, and Alexander. I mean, I think it's obvious, but now you're freaking me out because like my gut is Stoneburner. And you think it's obvious that Ball should be picked? Yeah, I would take Ball. Stoneburner's a little hard because he was more like a trestle player and, again, was sort of like half an H, half, half a tight end with Urban. Yeah. You know, Marcus Ball was a starting tight end last year and, and played I'm thinking like from a, for giving that. my Braxton Miller another option. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay, Marcus Ball. I mean, you can take whoever you want. And the final pick of our draft. Which I then, <laughs> once it happened, I decided we were going to make it this way. Yeah. Yeah. To make it <laughs> yeah. weird is JT Barrett. Which is not an indication of JT Barrett. It's just how stuff happens here. Um, but he is excited because he is quarterbacking the best team. So uh, Don't influence the voters. I'm changing my pick to Stoneburner. That's who I want. And I okay. don't want your propaganda. Now you're mad because I have the best team, but go ahead. Okay. So you're switching to Stoneburner? Yeah, I okay. typed him in, so I felt like that was a good indication. Okay, so we're done. What should we do? Should we run through our teams? Let's. This has gotten long, but why don't we each run through our team one time, and the other two guys can like make fun of or give compliments to that person's team. Okay, okay. so should I go first? Why don't we first. let Bill go first? Oh, Bill first, first. yeah. Okay. okay. Quarterback Cardell Jones, running back Zeke Elliott, Michael Thomas and Devin Smith is my outside receivers. Dontre Wilson is my H-back. Jeff Hireman is my tight end. That is a dynamic set of playmakers. Offen- no doubt about it. Offensive line is Jamarco Jones at left tackle, Andrew Norwell at left guard, Jacoby Bourne at center, Chase Farris at right guard, and Darrell Baldwin at right tackle. The right side of my offensive line is suspect. That's okay. I mean, you just, you're going to tell Cardell to get rid of the ball. Yeah. Defense. Tyquan Lewis at end, Adolphus Washington, and Draymond Jones at tackle, Sam Hubbard at end. Good pass rush, probably not great at run run uh, stuffing. Linebackers are Curtis Grant, Zach Bourne, and Jerome Baker. The weakness of my team. Secondary, I'm very pleased with. Garyon Conley, Von Bell, Tyvis Powell, Denzel Ward. Okay. Playmakers stand out on that team. Do you agree with that? I'm in love with playmakers, and I, I don't have one. any, so I was kind of jealous. I have Von Bell, who's the best playmaker you could have drafted. So. Yeah. Self-proclaimed playmaker. You should playmaker. captain for our team, too. <laughs> okay. So, I was the second pick, so I'll go now. 2012 Braxton Miller, let's get that straight. 2013 Braxton Miller is my quarterback. And I think my my running back and receivers are kind of suspect. Uh, Mike Weber, Evan Spencer, Philly Brown, and Paris Campbell. I think all of those guys were solid. None of them were really that dynamic yet. Tight end Jake Stoneburner was just a guy. And um, parts of my offensive line are very good, and parts are kind of weak. Left tackle, Jack Muhort. Left guard, Matt Burrell. Center, Pat Elfline. Right guard, Billy Price. And right tackle, Isaiah Prince. 
I basically have three out of the potential five starters. Three All-Americans. And, and, yeah. yeah, and two guys who haven't really done much. Um, but I also have three guys that could be starting for this year's team, so I don't know if that's telling or not. Um, I think my defense is really good. Um, starting with the defensive line, Noah Spence, Michael Hill, Michael Bennett, and Nick Bosa. I think I got really good value on those guys. I waited till the end to get those. I think I've got the best linebackers, Darren Lee, Ryan Chazier, and Josh Perry. Yeah. Uh, my corners are Marshawn Lattimore and Bradley Roby. Safeties are Christian Bryant and C.J. Barnett. Um, my defense is a lot better than my offense, which I would not have expected when I started this. You definitely have the best linebackers. I don't. You might have the best secondary. I don't. Maybe not quite the best secondary. Your offensive skill is really suspect. Yeah. All right. So my quarterback is JT Barrett. My receivers are Jalen Marshall and Noah Brown. My H back is Curtis Samuel. My running back is Carlos Hyde, and my tight end is Nick Minette. I feel like that's not as dynamic as Bills playmakers, but better than pretty our solid. Yeah. Offensive line is Decker, Michael Jordan, Corey Lindsley, Marcus Hall, Reed Fragle. I don't feel like there's a glaring weakness on that line. You have the best line. Yeah. So, And it's led by an All-American left tackle. Mm-hmm. So I feel good about that. I have the best defensive line. Joey Bosa, Jonathan Hankins, John Simon, and Tommy Shutt. That's like three awesome guys. Um, I feel decent about my linebackers. Rayquan McMillan, Chris Worley, and Dante Booker. I mean, that's basically like the linebackers from last year. What, the, what they were supposed story. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my corners are Eli Apple and Duran Grant. Not as, I mean, you know, I didn't get one of the first, any of the first three corners, but. The thing you could be certain of is that, like, none of us were going to have a bad secondary. Yeah. We were all going to have a good secondary. And my safeties are Hooker and Webb. So I feel like, I don't, I feel like I don't have a weakness. And I feel like my defense is stronger than my offense. And I feel like I did a great job. I think you did better than me and Bill at letting really good players fall to you for free. I, I would agree that you don't have a weakness. My my skill my skill is not as good as yours. Like my linebackers aren't as good as Ari's. Like your linebackers are going to get after people. Yeah, that's going to be a problem for people to deal with Shazier and Lee at the same time. Um, all right, that's it. So go to our site. Go to cleveland.com slash OSU. We'll have roster of the teams. Vote for who has the best team. Maybe some trades. Like, I feel like there's a trade to be out there. For I you. need I need a receiver bad. For you to trade oh, I got, I either Shazier, Shazier or Lee, Lee to him for one of his linebackers that doesn't really fit and a skill guy. And yeah. him to get a lesser skill guy back for you. There may be a trade that happens. The All thing right. that stinks about this podcast is we went way too long, and I think we're going to not get to do the fast food thing, which is what I woke up to do today. I know. All right. Bill's going to the draft, though. <laughs> Bill's going to the real NFL draft in Philadelphia. He's yeah. actually leaving right now to go do that. So we're going to have live coverage from that. We're going to have coverage of all the Ohio State picks. We're, of course, going to have a ton of Browns coverage at Cleveland.com. It's a big draft week. We hope you thought this was a little bit interesting, a little bit different, um, a little bit long. Um, but you know what? Like, send us your top ten picks. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Maybe we'll put up a post about that. Send us the top 10 picks if you were drafting from the Urban Meyer era. Under our format, of we're playing a college football game tomorrow, and you're getting the best this guy was in college. What order would you pick your top 10 players? It's really interesting to think about. A lot of good guys to choose from. He's Ari Wasserman. He's Bill Landis. I'm Doug Maurice. Thank you for listening to a kind of a weird version of it, but hopefully an interesting version. And that was Buckeye Talk. <laughs>